Sometimes when people say things, it cuts deep. Damn, that cuts deep. I feel like your body language, even as soon as you step through the door, like you can step through the door and you can look down at your phone or you can step through the door with your head held high and walk with confidence. That's a big thing that's led to a lot of my confidence in the past is the way that I walk in places. Specifically, if I'm walking into a room full of people that I have never met before in my entire life, I immediately like make sure that I'm standing taller, like, you know, my head's held high. You know, that's interesting Um, Like whenever you practice yoga, they say to like sit tall with the crown of your head. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't, I think I've talked about yoga on the show before, but whenever I practice, like my favorite part about practicing yoga is the fact that it corrects my posture. Yeah. Because I don't know, one, if you're struggling with body image, you're struggling with what you look like when you sit down, um, fixing your posture can immediately cinch your waist um from all angles it looks so much better yeah and it's better for you long term too like who wouldn't want good posture i mean you don't want to be like 70 80 years old i know you've seen some elderly people who like you know due to to poor posture are now like slouched over and there's nothing they can do about it like that looks miserable i don't want to be one of those people when i'm older let me just say as we're talking about posture i did actually have to correct my posture just oh, now. I definitely I didn't. Straight up, but I was like, all right. <laughs> if you guys could see me right now, I am completely slouched out. I have a cat sprawled across my lap and I'm chilling. I got a blanket on. I'm vibing. Yes. I'm so comfy in my little hammock swing, <laughs> swinging around. <laughs> and it's like a rainy day outside. So the vibes are just so right for podcasting today. Yes. It's it's feeling like a lazy Sunday, you know? We were so excited to get on here and just chat it up with you guys for a little bit. Um, I know that in season two, honestly, a lot of our episodes kind of start somewhere and then just, they just kind of go all over the place. But really, Alex and I have really just been trying not to stay too on topic lately. We're just trying to kind of talk about anything and everything that we feel like, you know. Like we, here's the thing with podcasting. The podcast is so much fun, but it is like a lot of work. And literally having the freedom to sit here and just conversate with Matt and conversate with all of you is just so nice. I, I don't feel like I sound scripted. Like whenever I have a game plan directly in front of me, I almost feel like I'm reading off of a script. And while that might work for some podcasts, it takes the like fun and like the randomness out of it for me. I agree. It takes the, you and I have always talked about how anything that we do, we want it to be genuine. Yes. And what was that word that I used? Well, this wasn't in season one. We cut this out, but (laughs) (laughs) there was a word that I used when I meant to say genuine, but it was like the complete opposite word of genuine. I don't remember what it was. It was pretty funny. He basically was like, be not genuine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's basically, I said the exact opposite word. I can't remember what it was, but we've always wanted this to feel really genuine. And honestly, Over time, I think Alex and I just noticed that when we try to, you know, list out one topic and just stick to that, a lot of the times we end up just circling back around and 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 repeating repeating ourselves. ourselves. So (laughs) I don't think that's fun for us, nor is it fun for any of you guys. No. So here we are admitting to you that 
Um, We're while, turning a new leaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may sound like we have our shit together at all times. That is, in fact, not true. No. Sometimes, um, <laughs> you know. And let's just say that's important to note that what you see on camera is not real life. Like What you see is not always what you get. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I think it's so interesting. Like Matt just said a second ago, what like something we caught out of season one. Like literally <laughs> all of the behind the scenes, like things that you literally wouldn't realize were there there's so much underlying layers to what we're doing here and the community that we want to build within our listeners if that cuts deep a lot of that stuff a lot of the behind the scenes stuff actually you can see um over on our instagram and our tiktok it's all under that cuts deep but a lot of the stuff that you you don't get here on like the audio version of the podcast a lot of that behind the scenes, like blooper style stuff. A lot of people say that they really like the, you the know, just our personality video. and the blooper yeah. videos. So you can see so, all that stuff on our social media. It doesn't make the final cut of the audio, but it, <laughs> we do post it up because some of it's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. And people enjoy and it. embarrassing, but yeah. you know what? I'm embarrassing okay with being embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was looking at the videos the other day. Um... And I just thought to myself, I was like, wow, you know, 10 years down the road from now, we're going to look at these videos that we created. And they're like little memories just captured in time of just these genuine conversations that we have not only with each other, but with our entire community of people, all of our listeners. Like, it's just so cool to be a part of that now, because I know in the future, I'm going to look back and be like, wow, that was really a time in my life where like, I was you know, we were just so creative. We're just so young right now. Yes. We're at the cusp of everything. And you know what else too? By the way, I absolutely love receiving messages and feedback from you. Those of you who have messaged me and just told me you liked the show, told me what you liked about it. And even if you dislike something, please tell me. Yeah. I would like to know. All feedback is welcome because I love connecting with you guys. I I mean, of course, here, I'm sitting here talking to you, but I don't get a response, you know? Right. <laughs> so I'd love to hear what you have to say, like, post-episode. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I feel like any time that I get someone's opinion or just, like, where they stand on with the show, I've only ever really heard good things about it. People have yeah. said really good things about it, and I love hearing all that feedback. So if there's anything that you guys can think of, anything you'd like us to discuss or talk about... I mean, this is just as much of a space for you as it is for us. Yeah. We're out here creating the content. And, you know, if if there's something that you want to see, mention it. And we love to, like, you know, talk about it. You know what's interesting about that, too, is I... All right. A lot of the feedback we've gotten from the show is that it's funny. And <laughs> while... I guess Matt and I can be funny. It cracks me up because I swear we're not trying to be funny. I think it's just maybe who we are as people. But like we're sitting here talking about things and then I'm getting messages saying, wow, you guys are hilarious. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> like it's not like, um, you know, like a, a comedy style podcast. But I guess people just find it funny because of like our personality. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I just, I enjoy it so much. I think that it's so much fun. And 
really one of the biggest things that Alex and I talked about when we created this podcast was that we wanted a space for anyone, but especially the hairstylist, um, that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we discuss as hairstylists behind the scenes that no clients know about. Sometimes our bosses don't know, you know, us hairstylists, we're really chatty with each other. And a lot of that stuff goes unseen. And a lot of people don't know, you know, the behind the scenes stuff of being a hairstylist. And sometimes it's not always the glitz and glamour of the color and the pictures and the, it's not always that. Honestly, we make it look beautiful and glamorous. And you know what? At times it can be, but a lot of the time we are more focusing on making it seem glamorous because that's what makes the beauty industry. And yeah, that's just honestly the (laughs) industry in general. Yeah. It's, it's honestly an industry wide problem. I think that, there needs to be more representation. And I think that's one of the things that really we hope to achieve We here. hope to achieve is that this can be kind of a place that represents all of the people that, you know, you have so much fun in this career and I'm very thankful for everything that I've gotten. But there are some dark sides to the beauty industry that I don't think is broadcasted enough. No, you know? and that, actually that's what's interesting too is because – When Matt and I sat down and we said, hey, we're going to create a show. We obviously did our research as anybody who is about to start a podcast would do. And I noticed that there were a lot of podcasts about hair out there um, that pertain to how to grow your business, how to do certain things like in like your technical skills. But there wasn't really anything out there that represented like the mental health side of being a hairdresser. Or the just like day-to-day like life of a stylist. And I think that that's interesting because I don't really see that anywhere on the internet. Not anywhere that's like extremely honest about yeah, that, what it's Yeah, that's what like I mean. Like, <laughs> like you see like a, a day in a hairstylist life like on TikTok. I've seen that. But you don't really get like the raw like emotion side of it. And I think that that's also important to discuss because – while this is an industry that if you work in it, you understand that it's something that you love, but it's also something that takes a certain type of person to be able to do. I agree. I think that if you're going to work in the beauty industry, you have to be capable of putting yourself through a lot of mental challenges because when your entire career revolves around beauty there's just a lot that's attached to that at least where you and I stand as stylists our goal is to make people look beautiful but sometimes that doesn't always work you know I've been a woman's hairstylist or I was at one point and now still sometimes take women as clients and one of my biggest issues that I struggled with when I worked with long-haired clients was that they would see this image and I would give them the hair in the image and they're still just not happy. But it's not because their hair doesn't look like that. It's because like they want to look like Like the the person, the model in the photo. That's actually something that I've always pointed out. Um, Not even just with women, but like my male clients as well. I, there's a very specific photo and it is of Liam Hemsworth. I know what photo you're talking about. I've gotten that photo and said, like, it's literally just a crew cut. It's like, 
the easiest haircut to do. And these guys are like, I want this haircut. And I'm like, all right, man, like I can give you that haircut, but you're still not going to look like Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, like. or, and I was guilty of this. So I'm just going to call myself out before anyone else fucking does. Um, the Miles Tiller mustache thing, the trend, <laughs> all of the guys were doing it and I uh, fell into the fucking trap. I literally <laughs> made so much fun of Matt lightheartedly, not mean. Yeah. But he looked a little like a NASCAR dad. Yeah. Like it that, was... <laughs> the, the baseball cap and like the mustache and you would wear the sunglasses. And yeah. It was just a full NASCAR mm. dad moment for you. It was. It but was. You know what? <laughs> I'm still recovering, but things are getting better. <laughs> You needed a NASCAR dad moment because if you didn't do it, you'd never know. Yeah, that's true. At least now I can look back, I guess, and say... You had a mustache once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. But that's something that I've noticed, too, in this industry is that a lot of what we do is... Or, okay, so from our perspective, what we're doing is we are enhancing the features that they have and eliminating the problem areas that they don't want. But from the client's perspective, we're making them look like the version of themselves that they imagine they look like. Yeah. Which there's no way possible for you to be able to imagine what that looks like in their head because they view themselves completely differently than what you do. And that's the tricky part about... That's actually so interesting that you said that. It's so... Honestly, like people's like some people are like so like self depreciating, and I like I don't think that people realize how beautiful they actually are naturally. I think I'm one of those people sometimes. Everybody does it. Like we're all guilty of like looking in the mirror and picking ourselves apart. Um, and as a hairstylist, you really really see that you like people come to you and they tell you the parts of them that they like and they dislike and what they want to change. And you're looking at it and it's just like, yes, I can absolutely give you a haircut that is going to flatter you, but I can't make you love yourself. Right. You know? I, I'm only one person, you know, like you got to love yourself. I can't make you. I can give you the hair of your dreams, but that will not change the fact that tomorrow when you wash it and it's no longer styled that way, that you are going to look at yourself and love what you see. Yeah. I think that's something that's super important to remember as a stylist, um, specifically, is that, you know, when you're working with your clients and you send them home and they have this like fresh, beautiful hair that's styled and, you know, you don't need to feel bad if your client gets home and they're like, hey, my hair looks different. Obviously, it looks fucking different. You're not getting up every single day and applying heat protectant and, you know, using great products on your hair and styling your hair every day. Even if you are, you're not a hairstylist. You are not able or you haven't taken the time to teach yourself how to style your hair like your stylist. Right. Or That is like huge. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, honestly, is that you, of course, your hair is going to look different because a stylist like us have been trained and coached in the industry for years on how to like smooth out the hair, you know, how to get like the most like beautiful, like curl pattern. Right. Just in general to, um, honestly, word of advice to any like hairstylist or any client. If you're the stylist, 
work on teaching your clients how to style their hair. I've noticed that's helped so much in my career. Yeah. And if you're a client, ask your stylist for help because nine times out of 10, you are going to receive like really helpful advice. Um, And if you just can't get it down, like it's literally just practice. There's one thing I can't do with my hair and it makes me so mad and I'm not... uh, I just can't curl my hair with a straightener. I can curl anybody else's hair mm. with a straightener, but I get very mad whenever I try to do it to myself. And you know what? I just haven't taken the time to practice enough. Yeah. But <laughs> like in an instance like that, like I get it's really frustrating whenever you're trying really hard to do something and it's just not working. I will give you a little advice. Um, if you're someone who doesn't do hair and you have no idea how to style your hair or how to even begin that route, Baby girl, get you some heat protectant and a blowout, you know, things. Tools. Tools. Yeah. It's yeah. like a blowout brush. <laughs> yeah, like called. a blowout brush. It's like a hair dryer and a round brush combined in one. Get you some heat protectant. Get you one of those. Smooth your hair out once a week. You know, get yourself good and smoothed with your heat protectant. And then each day, you can try different styles with your hair. You don't have to put an iron on it every single day. If you just Mm-mm. smooth it out one day... You can use so many different clips. You can use, you know, different types of scrunchies. You can, I mean, if you teach yourself how to braid. I was going to say, you can braid your hair. You, I mean, not to mention, like, the internet is full of hairstyle ideas. (laughs) Like, where do you think I learned most of what I know? Same. I would say 85, probably 80% of my knowledge as a stylist came from me like getting education from online creators yeah. like Guy Tang. When I did women's hair, especially Guy Tang was huge. I mean, you know, he's still pretty well known about in the hair industry, but I mean, he really popped off back in like 2016, 2017, yeah. somewhere around there. Like when I first became a hairstylist, I watched his videos all the time. That was bit when YouTube was really big. Yeah. That was Honestly, a time when YouTube like, still is pretty big. It is. Like there are so many like resources. If you just look up like, balayage technique or fade technique like you're gonna find 50 results right there at your fingertips honestly that's something that i would recommend i know that everyone uses tiktok and i'm also very guilty of using tiktok but personally as someone who has used both i think that if you were going for an education based experience you should go to youtube because you're going to get longer more detailed videos tiktok people are going to try to fit as much information as they can in like a three minute video Whereas like YouTube, if you have the time, you can sit down for like yeah. 20, 30 minutes If you and really, yourself. really want to learn, especially if you're a beginner, YouTube is the place. TikTok education, there is a lot of things out there. And they're really, really helpful to someone like myself because I'm watching a new fade technique that I already understand the basics of. But if you want to learn the basics, you want to learn how to just do hair in general, go to YouTube and spend... A, a significant amount of time like I would say I've sat down and watched like nearly hour-long videos before but I when I tell you I learned a lot it really does help so with that being said I think that it would be just important for anyone who's curious and hasn't went down that path themselves um I kind of in my head can already guess who you would recommend people to view um, but if I had any recommendations as far as to someone to look up, um, 
she is not a very, she's not a super technique based educator. I don't think not anymore. Anyway, she'll teach you everything you need to know about like clientele, like retention and you know the business side of things. The, mm-hmm. Cause you need to know that stuff too. You don't need to just know the technicality. Um, her name is Jamie Dana. And I think on Instagram, her name's like Jamie Dana hairstylist. It's, um, but Jamie Dana is somebody that I have followed for years and I like gained so much knowledge through watching her videos, even just her Mm -hmm. Instagram reels. Like she's very incredibly talented and you could learn a lot from her. (laughs) So one for me, I have two actually. The first one, if you're looking to learn how to fade, stay gold. I'm not sure what her name is, but really a such a damn good barber. Like I'm trying to think. I know who you're talking about. It's like Stay Gold Susie or something like that, isn't it? I don't think it's Susie, but yes, it's Stay Gold something. <laughs> oh, Sophie. It's Stay Sophie. Gold Sophie. Yes. Yeah. So Stay Gold Sophie. Like I've watched some of her videos and it, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, For creative color, I don't know how much educational content she has currently. I watched her videos back in probably 2018 religiously and it taught me so much but it's Larissa Love she has like so much information on her social media that just helped me as a stylist grow and learn I learned a lot of balayage techniques and also like just like fashion colors not to mention I got familiarized with a lot of brands through um you know, educating stylists that I saw online. Like that's how I figured out that I loved Babyliss Pro was I saw them using it or yeah. from our, I use from our brushes because I saw all my favorite, like educating stylists using them online. Like, and listen to this. Those brushes are the best. I have not found a color brush same. line that competes with from If you know one better, please send me the info. Yeah, let me know. I would love to try it. <laughs> let me know. But as, as of right now, Nothing tops this from our brushes. Same. Or some people call them framer. I call them from our. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like a babyless and babyless. I feel like no one really knows. Yeah. I always say babyless. <laughs> same. <laughs> but some people say babyless. Yeah. Would love to also know the pronunciation of that. I'm sure there's like some, someone's got to know, right? Yeah. Someone has to know. But until then, all of us are going to say different things. Or like balayage and balayage. Yeah. I say balayage. I say balayage. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. whatever term you use. Yeah, whatever term you use, it's the same fucking thing. But <laughs> um, I will say that it's to circle back around to what we were talking about <laughs> a little bit ago. Um, I guess it's people like us who knew that we would grow up to be those, you know, creators that we followed years ago. I mean, in a different form, but yeah. it's people like us who are really... Like, the representation. The in representation. Yeah. And that's why it's needed. I feel like that's why it's needed so bad because I haven't seen, I've tried to do my research and I have not seen any kind of representation in the same light um, so far. And I want that so badly. If it, if it would have already been a thing, I would have followed it. I would have gotten yeah. in on it, you know, same. like, <laughs> so I guess this is your opportunity. Get in on it while it's still here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's always going to be here, but. You know, get in on it now. Yes. <laughs> Before everyone else does it. <laughs> Matt, do you have anything noteworthy that you would like to end today's episode with? Um, I would just like to say that this entire experience alone of the podcast has taught me so much. It's challenged me a lot. 
but it's also really taught me a lot. And while we are still growing, we have so many listeners already who just love and support us so much. And I just can't wait to see where things go. And I guess I will leave you on the note of if you ever have any kind of like, if you're ever curious about, you know, content, who you should follow, who you should watch, um, you can always reach out to any of our social media pages at That Cuts Deep and ask us anything. We're always available to chat and open up the conversation. That's why it's there. Yes. (laughs) Treat it like a little um, hair page, if you will, for stylist community page. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, On that note, I think we will talk to you next Thursday. All right. I guess we're out.